Hello, good people. Welcome to The Chris Stefanik Show, the show that helps you find the joy that God made you for in the midst of everyday life. Don't miss us every week as we dive into real issues with real people and answer real questions. God bless you. Brothers and sisters in the Lord, so good to have you with us. Last week, we talked about how to, how to develop a spirit of silence so you can experience the joy of the Lord. This week, we have someone with us who entered the, the, the abbey before smartphones. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and I, I was just telling before her before we started rolling, you really haven't missed anything. And, uh, and it's also going to confirm all your stereotypes of a really angry <laughs> disciplinarian nun who never smiles. Th yes, I'm kidding. Thanks for being with us. <laughs> Guys, if you want to experience the joy of the Lord, you have to have what we can call an interior life. And that's not just for some, something for people in, in convents or abbeys or monasteries. Every one of us has to fight for an interior life. I'm so excited to have sisters with us to give us some coaching and how, to, and how to go there because what they experience, what you experience is like, it's stuff that we're all struggling to, to, to get to. We all have the same struggles every day. I, I gotta show this beautiful quote with you. Uh, from St. Therese of Lisieux, who you're a big fan of. Yes. Punch it right there. I, I actually, before, before we film, like, sister, punch it. She's like, what is that? That was a good one. Not many people will tell you, punch it. Okay. So, um, I've learned, this is St. Therese. I've learned from experience that joy does not reside in the things around us, but in the very depths of the soul, that one can have it in the gloom of a dungeon, as well as in the palace of a king. Joy, joy is something you experience in the depths of the soul. I think one of the reasons we have such a joyless world right now is that I say the word depths of soul, and if you're inundated with constant noise, obsessed with passing news, scrolling incessantly on your phone, guess what's missing? Depths of your soul. I, 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 I look, look at people falling away from church right now, falling away from Catholicism. And a lot of times in, in, the, in the spiritual battles, and in ministry, we almost over-focus on, well, they're falling away from, from God because of, of sins that they're engaged in mm. or intellectual battles with the church. I, I think people are falling away from God for the same reason they're falling away from reality itself. They're so distracted. I mean, if you want to encounter God, you have to encounter him in reality. And if you're not paying attention to the world around you, truth, beauty, goodness, if you're not living close with other human beings, if you're not spending silent time, you're forgetting God because you're forgetting everything. You're forgetting yourself. So uh, contemplatives live in the heart of the church, and, and what they do is pray for all of us. And sister, I know I, I, I'm one of the lucky few that has your email address. <laughs> 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 right, you're not real connected with people. No. On the, but I'm regularly emailing. Please pray for this work. Uh, th there's the work of praying for us, and I'm very conscious of the fact that I would be toast if you were not praying for me. <laughs> but there's a lot of people out there like you're keeping the world going by your prayers. Yeah. And there's also the witness of your life that says I'm going to live intentionally. I'm going to live in reality. And you provide that witness, even though you're not seeing a lot of people all the time. Mm -hmm. So for your prayers and for your witness, that frankly keeps me going more than you know, though I don't go and visit the Abbey all the time. Uh, thank you for that. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. Of course. So, uh, so let's break through some stereotypes, right? Some people see, okay. you, see, they see your outfit, and their, their, <laughs> their first thought is, how do you solve a problem like Maria, <laughs> right? And, and is that a costume? You get these right. comments if you ever go out to the store. Yeah, um, yeah. What is a, a Benedictine nun? What? what are you? 
<laughs> Let's break the stereotypes. What what am I? Well, yeah. What's your life? What a is woman? what is a Benedictine? <laughs> First a woman. Yes. Um what what's our life like? Um yeah. gosh. So we pray seven times a day. We pray the full divine office, um, which a lot of Catholics would know as the liturgy of the hours. Yeah. Um, so what lay people usually pray is a much shorter version from what contemplative nuns are required to pray. We're bound to pray that, okay. the full form of it. Um, How many hours a day are you spending in prayer? Oh, total hours, goodness. Um, probably around five to six in... Um, prayer in choir, so prayer together. And then we have our private prayer times as well. How, how long in the private prayer times? See, we have an hour um, in the morning of Lexio Divina, and then... Which is reading scripture and praying, praying uh -huh, with it. Meditating and praying with scripture, exactly. Whoa. And then, um, then we have a, a time in the middle of the day that we can devote just to prayer, or we can go for walks, or... And just chill Something out more bit. leisurely, okay. yeah. Um, and then in the evening, we have a time for spiritual reading, probably about half an hour. Okay. Um, so, uh, so, it's, so there's many hours a day in prayer. Yeah. And, then, and then community life, you're, you're interacting with other sisters. Yeah. What does that look like? Just like any family would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like a close-knit family, and we're together a lot. Um, okay. So <clears throat> we have to practice charity a lot. And to, so people annoy you sometimes. Probably more than sometimes. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, I was, I was going to jump right into what, what, yeah. what uh, drew you to that life. What was your life like before? But before I get there, yeah. uh, I want to I go with that. Okay. What does what a, a fight look like in the Abbey? What, <laughs> people, no, and people are annoying you sometimes. Here's the thing. People think that you go to where you went and you're escaping life. Oh, you're gosh. not escaping no, anything. You can't. Right? There, no, there's, you can't. I, the devil's too active to be able to right. escape. I'll tell you what escaping life is. People burying themselves in their cell phones yeah. is escaping That's life. That's true. You're actually not. You're doing the opposite. <laughs> yeah. You can look, even in the Abbey, looking out, like, you guys are all escaping life. <laughs> right? I haven't thought of it that way. Yeah, I don't have any virtual relationships. That's for sure. All my relationships all are real. real. And so if I have a conflict or a misunderstanding with somebody, I have to talk to that person face to face. Yeah, so I can't text them or that, I can't right. email can't, them. Nor can you delete them from your friend group. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, but no. <laughs> Which is really easy. And under our, we're almost like little gods in our relationships. We could just, oh, I don't, you offended so me. I will delete you and move yeah. on. Um, that's so true. I can't, I can't avoid my sisters either. I mean, yeah, so it's, it's an intentional live living of yeah. prayer and community. It's like, it's like a crystallized Christian life. It is. The, the, and, and you also have yeah. work component. Yeah, so for Benedictines, um, a lot of people know this um, kind of motto for Benedictines, the Ora et Labora. Ora et Labora. Um, so yeah, Translate? Benedict, um, prayer and work, prayer and with work. the emphasis on prayer, of course. Yeah. But Benedict highly valued uh, work, especially manual labor. Um, mm. Well, he says in the rule, idleness is the is the idle hands are the devil's handmate, right? The devil's playmate. So that's is say Benedict. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean he's quoting from a yeah. from somebody else, but yeah, he puts that in the okay, rule. Okay, okay. Um, so, so he so he sees a lot of value, a lot of dignity in work, um, and it's it ties in also to Christ's redemption. So Christ redeemed work 
when mm. he when he became incarnate and he became a worker. So everything's wrapped up in a prayer. Everything. Yeah. yeah, so we carry we carry our prayer into there's prayer, our work, right? There's the work, there's the community yep. where sometimes people <clears throat> even annoy each other because it's you're actually people, you're not just yeah. you know, you're not playing a role. Uh, yeah, exactly. Or you might fight yeah. over things like potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and actually it's really important yeah, that yeah. we have that community life because I was fishing. Most... She shared with me a story of mashed potatoes <laughs> and a fight that happened over mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Most of our growth happens in our relationships. It's the little things. Yes. Right. It's it really like, like it is. If it's yeah. a, like I, you, you didn't match your potatoes right. These are the fights that happen. I won't make you share the story, <laughs> but these are the fights of everyday family life. Yeah, exactly. Every explosion I've had with my wife. <laughs> Which, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Catholic ministry guy. Our relationship's perfect. There's never a fight in the Stefanik house. Yeah, right. Okay, uh, but yes. it's always over stupid things. But, it's always right. over, but, but it comes right. down back to the big things of my own vices, my own humanity. Right. Um, yeah. Hey, by the way, interrupt our conversation anytime by texting your questions to 720-650-0100. 720-650-0100. Okay, so you weren't born this way. Oh, Really? Right. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen baby doll dolls. <laughs> They're not real. <laughs> what was your life before, and what drew you to this life of, of contemplation and, and quiet? Because, um, yeah. you know, e even before the dawn of uh, the smartphone, um, <laughs> this is rat. What you've done is is in embracing life this intentionally is radically countercultural. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so what, what, what were you before and what drew you to the conversion and then to their second conversion, I guess, of being a, a nun? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, well, yeah, both were tied up together, the first and the second conversion. Um, mm. I was, um, what did I say? I was training, I, so let's go to when I was like 19 years old. I'm in college and... Um, and you were, you were to ballet? Yes, and so yeah, I was I was also um, training to be a professional ballerina, um, wow. and that was really my passion. That was really my my focus. My father wanted me to be wow. to go to college, so I I did that um, for him. But I didn't want to. I just wanted to dance, and I had been training Beautiful. since I was a kid. So it was really. Not many people know that was actually my past too. I'm kidding. No, it's not. <laughs> I've, I've actually met very few people. <laughs> So you can tell by just looking at me. Yeah, this is the kind graceful. of guy. Who, um, yeah, no, that's that's. That, I haven't met many people who were who were like professional in that area. That's amazing. Because um, ballerinas like to hide in their own world. <laughs> yeah, huh? okay. yeah, it's a it's a different world, the ballet world. Wow. Um, so there was, there was but, your dad was. Uh, yeah, so I was. Yeah, my dad. My dad, though, you know, was like, no, I want you to go to college. So I did that, but I was still dancing um, when I could, and. Um, Gosh, so yeah, when I was 19, I'm in college. I had grown up um, in uh, Catholic schools up until college. So I went to, I'm from Denver. I went to Catholic grade school, Catholic high school. Okay. Then I go to CU for college, which was a real shock. That's not a Catholic school? No. no. It's, no. It's, There's some campus ministry there now. It's great. but Yeah, it's, it's better than yeah. it was when I, when I had yeah. been there. So, yeah. um, Party Central. I mean, really. It was the number one party school. <laughs> yeah, it's the number, it, it, I think it's still like a top five. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe so, number one. So yeah, so here I am, and I'm very, very unhappy. Very unhappy, very restless. 
And Were you in the party scene or no, just in a culture where it was like, I don't know what's going a, on? No. Yeah, I, I just had, I, I honestly, when I think about that time in my life, a lot of emptiness. I, I'm, a, I'm very strict on, I love rules. So growing up in Catholic schools, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I can follow the morals of the Catholic Church. Mm. Um, that wasn't a problem for me. It came naturally. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have a kid like that who... <laughs> She tried sugar when she was 12, and then I <laughs> offered her a Coke, and she's like, no, that made me unhappy when I had it before. I'm like, what's that have to do with it? <laughs> it's called <laughs> temptation, and it's, it's sugar. Good. <laughs> but, you, but you had a natural ability to just yeah. like... Yeah, that, that was That's a gift. Just fortunate, yeah. That's not a, every, a blessing, That's not right? a prerequisite for, for uh, going to a convent. Oh, gosh, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no and, uh, I, yeah, we have different people in the monastery oh, that yeah. would have a very different story. Yeah. Um, but that, that just wasn't my issue. My, I didn't really have a sense of a personal God, though. Um, wow. A God that loved me, a God that mm. wanted a relationship with me. Mm. I didn't know it. Um, so what happens is... Even I'm, though you're raised with that faith. Yeah, isn't that interesting? It never penetrated. No, and I went to Catholic schools. Yeah. Um, it was, it, it's a grace to, to know God on that level. Um, mm. So St. Therese actually was part I, of the I'm sorry, I just, I want to go with that. Yeah. It's, it's, okay. a, it's a grace to know God on that level, meaning you can't just force it. Yeah. It's, it's not the result of your, your book knowledge or working at it. No, right. and I would say I, I had even wanted something like that in my life, a more, I wanted something deeper, but I didn't know it was possible. Mm. I didn't know that you could find that in God. Wow. I didn't know that's what he's offering. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I missed that no, lesson. <laughs> I, I, but most young people do. They think, if I want to go spiritually deep, I mean, the kind of, you, you are living immersed in Catholic depth, contemplation. Yeah. Most Catholic young people growing up, they think, they think if I want to go deep, I have to do yoga. I have to oh, talk about karma. Yeah. Have, like the, this, oh, that's so sad. Right? right? Yes, they have right. no idea that there's a depth of, of yeah. Catholic spirituality. That's so true. But you, right? That's actually true, yeah. But you, yeah. you are hungry for the, <clears throat> the sublime, the transcendent, the, the mm -hmm. depth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But didn't think it was going to be in your Catholic faith. No, I think that's why I actually pursued an art form so intensely. Because the wow. arts open up the depths of your soul. You know, they touch you on a, on a oh, level. Yeah that is not exactly what the world is doing, you know? Yeah. Um, you can kind of escape from the world for a little bit and mm. go into an art form. Mm. Um, so. And God is hiding there, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very patiently hiding. <laughs> right, right. It's like, one day she'll, <laughs> yeah. she'll yeah. find me. <laughs> no, but, that, but that does show, it is steps toward conversion. You know, I think of... Uh, yeah, that's the, true. The early church philosopher, it was Justin Martyr, talked about how... Hmm. Um, yeah. That the, he almost called, he called the philosophers um, prophets, yes. right? Because they they yes. uh, they they were tapping into truth. Jesus is the truth. I forget it was Justin Martyr, one of the church fathers. Uh, but there's but there's a beauty aspect too. Right. That there's something prophetic in exactly. the beauty. And for your your type of soul to go to that yeah. as a source. But go ahead, sorry. And that draws that draws the depths of us. Yeah. That beauty. Yeah. Exactly. That's so then great. so then from there. So from there. Okay. So. Well, it was just really um, providential. Um, I had, I remember very, very clearly, we were going to Mass one Sunday as a family. 
Um, I remember it was the five o'clock evening mass on Sunday. I remember where we were in the car. Mm. I remember what car we were in. I remember where, what road we were on. Mm. This memory flashes through my mind of my high school theology teacher talking. And he's talking about St. Therese. Okay, and it's just a flash. Which high school, by the way? Bishop Matchbuff. Who's your, who was your teacher? Lanzini. <laughs> I'm sorry. A wonderful man, yes. I, I've heard so many Lanzini yes. conversion stories. Yes. Uh, dude, have, have you, if, you're, if you're like man. just into, you know, well, I, I want a TV show. To be, a, be a high school teacher of theology. Like, whatever the Lord's calling you to, you know, it doesn't have to be a big deal. Yeah. Like, the fruits that have come from that guy just teaching theology for like 30 years faithfully. So it's on incredible. fire. He so, was so on fire. So you're on your way. And you, and you, what, yeah. what, was the, what was the thing that he said? Saint I Therese? didn't remember. That's what was it. I, I just had a memory of him talking about St. Therese, and I couldn't remember what it was. Wow. But it intrigued me. And I was just like, what was he talking about, that St. Therese? And I'm like, you know what? I think when I'm at school tomorrow, I'm going to go and find a book on her or something. Wow. So that's what I did. And you started reading about Therese. So I read, I read her autobiography, and uh, I was floored. I was completely floored when I read this woman who did live not so long ago. Wow. Like, madly in love with God. Wow. Like, and I'm reading this, I'm like, wait, this is what the faith is about. How did I miss this the whole time? I didn't know this was possible. Wow. Like, I can love God that much, and God, God can love me that much. This is really what it's this about. This is what I've been looking for, right? Yeah, it was a step. So yeah, I wasn't yeah. ready exactly, but it was captivating. It, it stole my heart. The intellect took a little bit, okay? Yeah. But I could say my heart was really captivated. And, uh, and I, I just get her love off my this. Mind. <laughs> I'm so moved by this. I mean, there's not many people whose conversion stories and their call to do what you did with your vocation are the same thing. It's the same. Yeah, for me, it was the same. I mean, usually it's like I, I get into the Lord and then I start discovering later. It's like, no, no, no. I, I, I want to be in love with you, my child. It's like, there's boom. nothing else. Yeah. It's this focus. <laughs> yeah. And that's what she had. This vision, this single vision for God. Wow. That really, I was just, I was over, I remember feeling overjoyed when I first started reading her. Joy. Just like, <sighs> even her talking about the simple virtues she practiced, I thought, that is so beautiful. Mm. That it just brought me so much joy. Oh, praise the Lord. Okay, quick question from Olivia. Hi, my name is Olivia, <laughs> and I'm a sophomore in high school. What is your best advice for young people discerning? sisterhood when there's not a lot of resources out there for us. So you, you felt called to this, yeah. and I think her question ties in perfectly okay. with the next step here. What, what do you do? Gosh, oh, you pray a lot. Um, I mean, for me, it was, it was definitely more steps. I had, I had some serious obstacles in my life that I had to bring to the sacrament of confession. So some people are at that stage, too, where... Yeah okay, I need to rectify my relationship with our Lord. Mm -hmm. And I need, uh, I need to take this seriously. Um, yeah. you know? so, so for some, it's that. Um, a lot of people, though, um, are in good standing, <laughs> probably better standing than I was. No, we're all, we're all kind of messy. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord loves us anyway. That's the whole, that's the whole Bible. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah, right? Exactly it. Oh. So, um, <clears throat> okay, so you enter. You enter this this radical life, yeah, uh, uh -huh. which which I think you know we could we could sum up some aspects of it as uh, there's 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 modern fads 
uh, called called essentialism. Like you remove the distractions, get to what matters most. Oh, okay. Like and then and then any any modern business book and talking about accomplishing and achieving is about time management. All these things that are modern fads, <laughs> like yeah, Benedictines, we've been doing that for fifteen hundred years, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> right? That's actually right. And, and the reason it comes and goes as fads mm -hmm. is that it's really hard. Oh, discipline. Yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> like I, just last week we were talking about uh, achieving silence in your life, and it's like I, I have these great ideals, and I leave the sh shoot where I'm preaching to people, and it's like my phone. <laughs> I, I, my, my, I'm tweaking out. Like I have to scroll, put it down. All right. Uh, so I want to ask you this question to help me. Sorry, my shoes falling off. I want to help. By the way, uh, I have Holy Spirit socks on. <laughs> Hallelujah. So um, you're helping. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I want to ask you this to help me okay. and any, all of us listen, because we're all struggling. I mean, what, what, you, uh, what you live is, is a focused, essentialist Christian life, right? There's, uh, what's the sacrament for religious life? Baptism. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. We're living it out intensely. Baptism, yeah. uh, but when it comes to struggling with the noise <laughs> and being intentional about what yeah. matters, um, what, was your, what was your greatest pain and struggle, the hardest thing to give up? Like when you're inside, did you have those moments where it's like, what the heck did I do? <laughs> yeah. Right? And then, can you tell us about one of those moments and how you push through? Um, oh gosh, you you just pushed. It. Well, hey, this is about being real right, right? here. Right? No, this is, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Um, Did you I ever mean, struggle with that much me, silence? Because people are watching thinking seven hours of prayer a day, silence. Like I, I, people would feel like they'd lose their minds. Like, well, how do you, how do you? How do you switch over yeah. into that becoming your new normal? The world, okay, the world wasn't quite as noisy as it is now when I entered. Right. Actually, women who are entering now, I do tell them, you need to intentionally put more silence in your life. You have to get that phone out of your hands several mm. hours a day, even maybe for a full day a week, and wean yourself off of that. Isn't okay. it sad that you're saying even maybe? Yeah. It's like you, you well, yeah. can't possibly propose something so radical. Right, your but phone it's, down a, it's addictive. No, it is. And it is. there will be some sort of withdrawal if, if you don't Literally. do that. Yeah, we've heard of that from um, in seminaries that they... The seminarians will go. And, and I'm sure you're seeing it with, with new people coming in. So, so what was your what was your big struggle? How did you push through? My and, and, big and struggle, really embrace it? yeah, was more. And that, this is very common, though. It's more of the surrendering of the will. So you're told what to do all the time. Every mm. every minute of your mm. day is structured, and you're even told how to do things. I know I'm folding towels, and a sister will come in and tell me, "Oh, let me show you how we fold towels here." <laughs> I'm mopping a floor. And, and you know, I'm in my twenties. I know how to right? fold a towel. <laughs> I'm in my twenties, and I'm like, I'm mopping the floor. Oh, let me show you how to mop the floor. I know how to mop the floor. I learned wow. that at home. But wow. um, it's that radical surrender of will. Yeah. So, and it, it's yeah, it's um, the obedience and and giving over your will, giving over your ego, giving over that mm. sense of uh, I know how to do things myself. Giving over your ego. <laughs> how hard is that? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Really, I mean, really, like there's I, martyrdom sounds so much easier. Like, yeah, just give me, a, give, give, me a, give me a moment where it's like, I'll do it all for you, Lord. It would be a lot faster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? But that, that's slow. Christian life, isn't it? It's the yes. constant, tiny martyrdom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The white martyrs, right? The, the white, white martyr, not, not bloody, but the mm -hmm. white, white martyrdom. Yeah, yeah. just like, like you're going through life yeah. that way. Okay, hi, Sister Immaculata and Chris, exclamation point. Hi. 
It's good to have you watching. Can you discern religious life and married life at the same time from Rachel? Um, I guess it depends on how, how you're thinking of doing that. I wouldn't discern religious life while dating a man. Um, yeah. Because it would just pull on your, your emotions too much. Yeah, totally. Um, so you would definitely have to make some kind of... To, to discern... Okay, let me start with this. Yeah. <sighs> Marriage is natural. It's natural to every single one of us because it's built into our bodies. Mm. We can all fulfill that on one. On some level, everyone is called to marriage, period. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the religious calling is a what's called a supernatural vocation. Um, so for us to be able to focus on that, we have to get rid of some of those natural pulls mm. on, on our, ourselves, on our emotions, on our bodies. So there has to be a more intentional focus to religious life if you're going to be serious about it and, and really find an answer mm. to whether or not this is the right thing Beautiful. for you. No, I, I agree. Yeah, amen. <laughs> I, I would echo what she said to, to my sister, <laughs> sister Rachel. Uh, and people can come. Can, where do they learn about your, your, your convent? If they want to come check it out, visit you. Where, where do they learn about it? Yeah. Um, so we have a website, walburga.org. Walburga.org. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yes. Not to be confused with, with Wahlburgers. <laughs> okay. But uh, walburga.org. Okay. Check it yeah. out. Um, how is the Lord? I mean, he never lets up on us. Yeah. He's always purifying. It's almost, it's almost annoying sometimes. You love us so much. You know, I, <laughs> right? Yeah, it depends on the moment, right? <laughs> it depends on the day. Um, how is he continuing to lead you after 17 years of this? Like, what, what's, the, what's the now moment with God? How is he pulling at you now? Oh, man. So what you discover when you enter religious life, it's what we live as contemplatives is considered like a desert. Okay, so everything is stripped away. We're faced with ourselves. The essentialism. Yeah. <laughs> one of my friends is a, is a hermit, and he said, oh. he said, prayer is, and my examination of conscience is, I stand naked before my God who's naked on the cross. Yes, yes. There's, a, there's like, I can't hide. A very popular I'm here because I can't hide. Exactly. And, but so, but we, even interiorly, we put layers on ourselves all the time. This is why people like their exterior noise. They can't handle yeah. getting rid of the layers. Yeah, it's so sad because there's a lot of beauty inside. But we, God slowly uncovers mm. what's in there that needs to be purified. So you'll, you'll know your vices, your tendencies. But as you progress in the life, um, you see it more clearly. <laughs> like, it's like, mm. oh, I am kind of an irritable person sometimes. Huh? Or, you know. well, I, I thought I was a saint before I got married. <laughs> I, did, I did. You could have canonized me. Uh, <laughs> right? I know better now. Uh, and this is, and, and again, we, we, people are preferring the misery of their phones to that brutal honesty with the Lord. Uh, uh, the average American. But he's gentle. He is. He is. He's, yeah. Don't it, be afraid of that we're place. We're brutal right? with ourselves. The devil will accuse us. Mm. But God is gentle. Amen. And there's a different voice when he calls us out. Yes. <laughs> Guess how many times a day the average American touches their smartphone? Oh. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> 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 more. Good, good. One more guess. Uh, a thousand. Two thousand six hundred seventeen oh. times. Wow. Yep. Wow. Two thousand six hundred seventeen. But but there's a, there, there's there's an intentionality about what you did that leads to joy. And I got to tell you, uh, experiencing your your convent, I've I've been blessed oh, yeah. to actually. One of the most humbling experiences I ever had <laughs> really? was when your mother superior called me to give a retreat day. Yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm uh, what? I remember that. And 
I, being in front of you guys, okay, I've had crowds look at me before. <laughs> the focus. <laughs> I've heard that, yeah. It, you've heard this from other people. It, it was like the Jesus focus. I don't think Jesus was like, hey, how's it going, man? Yo, I, I got to catch up on this, on this thing. I'm texting somebody. I'm talking oh, to you at the same time. Uh, I'm running off. I got to speak at a TEDx conference right now, but I, I'll talk to you later. Talk to my assistant. That, that wasn't Jesus. He yeah. accomplished so much, yeah. but he lived like you guys. I mean, yeah. he, he was in the desert. He preached for a day. He went back to the desert. Right. right? Yeah. This was this was how yeah. he how he did it. Right. But preaching to those nuns, I felt melted by the amount of love. <laughs> I get moved thinking about it. Aww. It was like everyone I'm looking at looks as if they're my mom. Oh. <laughs> they're like staring at me with this melting amount of love. Intentional. But that's what happens. When you live like that, we have a minute and 20 left. In our busy lives, can you give us a closing word uh, of how to accomplish a little more of, of that in the mm. midst of the fast pace, which you experienced coming on the freeway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, this oh is different gosh. than I was yeah. 10 years ago here. Yeah. Give us a closing word. Um, gosh, I would say you have to go into your heart and you have to do it intentionally. Like, you can't, you have to carve out time for God. Mm. It's not going to happen. It's not going to be like, oh, when I get everything else done, I'll get to him. It has to be, no, this time is for God specifically, and nothing touches that. Mm. And that gets, that <laughs> makes you better at focusing on what matters all the time, yeah. every day. Sister, yeah. I, I'm so honored. Please thank Mother Superior for I me. I know I it's a profound gift to have you, <laughs> frankly, leave, drive down the 25 freeway, and be here. So thank you for sharing the gift of your thank life you, and, and what you are in the church. And oh, to me, welcome. and keeping our ministry going by your prayers, please keep praying for me. Absolutely. I, I Absolutely. love you and I'm grateful. Absolutely. Thank, thank you. you, Chris. Thanks for being with us, guys. We'll see you next week. Man, wasn't that great? Listen, if you don't want to be happy, be sure not to subscribe. But if you want a more joyful life, the kind of life that God created you for, the kind of life Jesus promised when he said, I came to give you life to the full, then make sure you hit subscribe and share this channel with everybody you know.